Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Artist Podcast. Uh, I'm recording this during daytime, so there might be a lot of noises. So in case you hear that, I apologize in advance. Um, so this is a continuation of, so this is part two of movie recommendations that I started. Um, so I'll be sort of curating movies for you, uh, movies that I've watched and so i don't know so, so i'm what i'm doing is for those who didn't listen the last time and also you don't need to listen to it in order you can just listen to any random episode and you'll get some uh, ideas on what to watch if you haven't watched them or maybe watch again movies maybe you haven't seen it in the way i saw it um so just a little bit of introduction so as i said my name is boris i I'm a cartoonist. I make comic strips on Instagram. You can go follow my account uh, at uh, Comics by Boris. Uh, C O M I C X B Y B O R I S Boris. Um, or for general illustrations related tutorials, um, you can go to Sketchman underscore Boris Instagram account, or of course on my YouTube, um, Sketchman draws for weekly tutorials. So. There are, so I'm. I, it's great because I'm being productive this during this time. Um, I work all, uh, during daytime. I work as a teacher, but um, um, we're not getting as many students as before. So I'm trying to use that free time to create something. One of the things that I created was a mini series uh, called Helping Zombie on Webtoon. Webtoon is a platform where you can read web comics on all devices for free. Um, and this short story called Helping Zombie is a story about a zombie that wants to, which wants to help, who wants to help people. And this is part of a short story contest. So, uh, I just, I just uploaded, um, so I'm recording this on a Friday. So just the day, the day before this, I uploaded the finale of the miniseries. So there are only four episodes. Go check them out. Um, this is just a story that I wanted to tell and, uh, um, let me know if you like it and also sub support it because that will give me a chance maybe to win uh, the show story contest on Webtoon. So having said that, uh, like I said, I'm trying to be productive. Um, I also include the uh, my Bangkok Geeks meetup group link in the description. Sorry. Um, um, I So I'm doing online tutorials like online events every Sunday at 2 p.m. Uh, Bangkok Thailand time um, if you can join that that would be great so go check that out I think that I mean you could I mean it's just free knowledge if you're interested in drawing if you're interested in art in general you can come and hang out with us um, and if you join the event you get to dict you, you get to vote on the next topic that I can cover on the drawing event and so on so and each uh, after each uh, event a uh, live event uh, live online event on Sunday uh, again 2 p.m. Thailand standard time I upload a video on my YouTube channel sketchman draws um, sort of summarizing the key points that we covered the day before so um, I think it has given me some structure it has given me some routine i'm i'm really happy at, i mean weirdly enough i'm really being happy of course i'm also feel lucky i feel grateful because i'm healthy and uh, um you know i had some saving put aside i also had some freelance assignments that paid me well so that um, i have some peace of mind at this time um so now let's get to the movie recommendations because i don't want to uh keep you waiting any longer so 
And also in terms of movie recommendations, I'm just going through a album that I created on Facebook. <laughs> uh, I, I guess the purpose was, or at least the way I saw it in my head is, uh, you know, people would, people sort of know that I like movies because I'm pretty vocal about that whenever I get the opportunity. Um, so whenever they want to know which movies to watch, um, you know, like uh, instead of engaging in the conversation of, okay, what are you in the mood for? What, what kind of, which, do you have a favorite actor or, you know, favorite genre and so on? I'll just like direct them to my Facebook album page. Of course, it's for personal friends and family members. So, um, so that they can just go through and just by looking at the poster or something, get a feel and then just try to watch that movie. Um, it hasn't, <laughs> it hasn't happened in a long time. Um, maybe I could like reboot that concept again. Um, as a matter of like, so, uh, so I'm also, because for example, the picture that I have in front of me, it's starring Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. Uh, it was a movie that I saw in theaters. Uh, again, it was, this was part of the golden age of me viewing movies in theaters in France. Uh, it's called Moneyball and it's based on a true story. Uh, it, is, it also has Philip Seymour Hoffman, the great late Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, rest in peace, um, Moneyball. Um, I I think it was a fine movie. I think I don't want to spend too much time on it because uh, I mean I'm not a fa- baseball fan. So if you're really a, if you're a big baseball fan, you might really actually enjoy it more. Um, I guess it's kind of like like you know if you're. Uh, you can go watch the superhero movies, but if you're a comic book fan and you know the lore, you'll enjoy it a little bit more uh, because of the Easter eggs and the references they make. Um, so, uh, and, and to be completely honest, I, I think I, I barely remember the story. So, the st- <laughs> I, so it's basically, I think, like a mathematical genius comes up with a way to make, if I'm not mistaken, Red Sox the best team for I don't know how many seasons but uh, so yeah um, I don't know I, I haven't seen this so if you haven't checked it out I think it's a fine movie so if, if you like sports if you like movies based on true story and of course there's a really great chemistry between uh, Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill um, and uh, yeah that the, I, I suggest you check it out um, the next movie is uh, Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof. So, of course, uh, people would say this is one of the weakest Quentin Tarantino films. And I don't know, I, I really love it because I think it's very... I'm really... I really love movies that are self-aware, which means like they know what they are, like they know what kind of movie they are, and they're just playing with that. Uh, they're playing with the audience, they, you know, with, with the... The tropes that are um, uh, like relative to that genre. So here, of course, it's like exploitation movie. So um, and you know, I'm, I'm sure if you are a Quentin Tarantino fan, you've probably heard him talk about uh, the movies he grew up on, and uh, a lot of the movies he grew up on were exploitation movies, and uh, and um, uh, so he, this was part of a double feature. Uh, I think Robert Rodriguez, so his, his best friend, did uh, Planet Terror, uh, starring Rose McGowan, and uh, Quentin Tarantino did Death Proof. Um, and it has Kurt Russell in it. So <laughs> I love Kurt Russell. I think he's one of the... I think 
whatever movie is in like he's really great in it like there's nothing to say about Kurt Russell like, and he's really charming so I really love Kurt Russell so and in this movie you know it's it's very it's very self-aware of it like it's like like John Wick like John Wick knows exactly what kind of movie it is it's not trying to pretend or trying to be pretentious or trying to be something that it cannot be or being too ambitious or like not in not ambitious enough um so i really love this movie um so so for those who don't know about the, the the premise the premise is basically like a serial killer premise because you know it's like a it's like some sort of like a slash movie but instead of like a killer going around with a weapon like an axe or like a um uh, like a claw with ni- like a hand with knives and so on this is a guy who sort of picks up women in his car which is death proof but um, guess what spoilers the, the the car is death proof only for the driver right so um, and <laughs> I think so there is this I don't know how to say it. I mean of course Quentin is known for his violence this uh and it's, you know, like I've, I've talked about this in one of my previous podcasts, which is people might criticize his movies for being too violent and glorifying violence. And as a matter of fact, like he glorifies them so much that it takes me, it sort of like um, gives me a distance, a healthy distance, I believe. And I mean, at, at least the way I see it, because in the moment I really enjoy it. But then when I come out of the movie, I mean, it's not re- out of the movie. It's not appealing to me. Like, I, I mean, I wouldn't be enjoying like a live footage of someone like sort of you doing this to someone in real life, right? So, um, I mean, I could talk about this like over, but we are here for movie movie recommendations. So, if you are really into exploitation films, those seventies films, uh, if you are really into cars, um, and as a matter of fact, like at the end, there's a, like I think I believe is one of the best car chases in cinema, at least from the movies I have seen. Um, and uh, so her the the stunt the stunt woman who was the stunt double for uh, Uma Thurman in Kill Bill uh, I think uh, I, I hope I'm not mistaken I think her name is Joy Bell um, she <laughs> she's the highlight of the movie at the end for me I mean this the things she does on the car uh, she's basically like strapped to the uh, to the hood of the car. And they just drive really fast, and then they get um, okay. You have to watch it. They get, they get intercepted by Kurt Russell's car, basically. But again, there's Rosario Dawson in it. I love Rosario Dawson, and it's a really great movie. Um, people have criticized it because of the dialogue, um, because it's Quentin Tarantino written as as written it, and it, people did criticize it that the dialogue sounds like boys speaking but like girls speaking boys um i don't know i wouldn't know <laughs> i'm not a great idea so they're proof really stylish movie check it out um complete turn like uh the next movie is really um like a i think i was in this so there are different phases in my life where i watch like a certain genre of movies or i i, I sort of looked for a certain genre of movies like so this period, I think I was really into like thrillers and dark movies, like the drama and tragedy. So the next movie is Mystic River. Uh, and yeah, like the casting is 
like really amazing. Like Sean Penn, Tim Robbins, Kevin Bacon, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, like Laura Linney, and yeah, and it's a it's a really great family drama, like psychological family drama. I would say, like if I have to try to define it, um, uh, and it's a. Uh, it's it's so um, the, the the premise is if I'm I'm trying to remember I, I'm trying not to read the synopsis from IMDb I'm just trying to remember it to see just how well the movie did its job because if it did I would remember it uh, among all the movies I've seen so um, the uh, so one of the persons like so they are friends i think sean Penton robbins and kevin bacon they're all friends when they were kids and they were when they were playing one of the kids i think it's tim robbins he gets um uh kidnapped and he gets uh you know he he's like sexually armed by adults when he is when he was a child and of course that affects him for his whole life and then uh, we got back to like when they're all grown up each of them have a job they have families but they are sort of living in the same city um, since I've never lived in the United States I never paid attention to the geography of it but I believe they're living in the same city or in the same area and uh, so yeah so I think so the Sean Penn's daughter uh, there's this very iconic scene where uh, actually <laughs> I think I remember um, American Dad tried to parody uh, with a, the the alien, you know, like he's like, is is that my daughter? Like, you know, so there's that's a really iconic scene. But um, I, I mean, I mean, it, it's a really sad scene, but you know, that's what cartoons do that parody to make it funnier. Uh, but a really great cast, really great performance, uh, really tragic movie. Um, uh, if you don't feel like in this mood, uh, yeah, try to. Maybe try to watch Death Proof instead if you want to be in a good mood or <laughs> if you want to just have like a popcorn movie. Um, this is a really like dark uh, tragedy. Um, so I so this is a, a Tamil film. Like next one is a Tamil film starring Danush. Danush, um, I think since then has become like sort of a I don't want to say international star because he has just done one. Hollywood movie or I don't even know if it's a Hollywood movie or French movie because I haven't watched it Most of the actors are French. I believe and so Danish is an Indian actor is He's the youngest one who have to have won the national award, which is I would I would if I have to compare I would say just it's like the uh, Oscars for in India and as you know like Indian the the, the number of industries and the number of actors there are in India, it's so huge. Uh, I mean, India is a country that makes over 800 movies per year, right? So um, so within all those people, like, he's the youngest person, the youngest actor to have won that uh, award. And he's a really great actor, really great, uh, I think, really good performer. Uh, and every movie he, may, he chooses to uh, do is really great. And... Um, I mean, if you if you see Danush in something, it's really worth watching. Um, uh, and you know, whenever you are, um, if you want to like start watching Indian movies because you are maybe tired of just watching your wherever you're from, and you want to try to uh, watch Indian movies, and 
sometimes you can follow a director and then sort of branch out from that. Um, sometimes you can follow actor, and I think Danush is early. And and this movie is directed by Selva Raghavan, who is uh, his, Danush's brother, like bigger brother. And they have done really great films together. Um, some people would say, I mean, compared to other of their, I mean, other collaborations, this one is not a really great one. My comment is about a photographer who. It's uh, so it's funny because uh, after, well, before recording this, I just watched Phantom Thread, and it's about a fashion designer played by Daniel Day Lewis, and um, like it sort of uh, studies whether like really creative people who are really like workaholics can really have a relationship, can really be married. And this sort of like, you know, he, uh, I don't know why, maybe like, I don't know why I'm drawing the conclusion, uh, the comparison, sorry. But uh, it's also sort of, uh, yeah, a photographer, struggling photographer who tries to find work. And then suddenly, uh, I don't want to give it too much. Some, something happens and then he, he he has an accident that he, he falls from a building and his basically the I mean he it be, essentially becomes bipolar I guess if I don't know the psychological uh, the exact psychological case condition he's in and um, and then you know at the end uh, I mean you have to find out like how their his relationship with his wife uh, evolves into and. Um, it's one of those movies where, of course, the the female uh, lead also has, you know, some more thing to do. Like, I mean, I mentioned it previously that in most Indian movies, the movies about the the male character and the female characters are there just to, like, for example, the mother mother character is there to like support the main character. The the heroine or the the love interest is there to for to come and dance for songs and to sort of uh, provide romantic scenes and then just leave for the rest of the movie. <laughs> so, so to see movies like this, it's really rare. And um, and Silver Agamemnon is always one who like really. Uh, I think he really takes risks. He really takes his movies are a little bit uh, ahead of its time, and sometimes that's the problem because. When his movie comes out, I don't think they really um, make as much money as they should, and um, uh, so yeah, I think uh, you should check out like Selvaragan films or Danush's films are really great. So Mayakamena is a really so it's a it's a Mayakamena is a is a, like so, sometimes they do this in in at least in Tamil cinema, which is the South Indian uh, cinema industry. Um, they take um, lines from famous songs, and this one is uh, is just that. Um, so the next one, let's next one again. So I'm really I'm sort of like sort of uh, I mean bragging, but I'm really proud of my uh, <laughs> taste in movies because the next one is an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Okay, so it's like completely different. It's Dial M for Murder. So. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, it's uh, I like I think it's based on a play, so it's I really like the fact that that dynamic of everybody just talking in one room. I think, uh, uh, and um, there is a scene in this where he plots. I mean, I don't want to 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not spoiling this. I'm not spoiling this, but um, uh, there's a moment where a husband uh, tries to like plot the murder of uh, his wife, and there's a scene where he explains that, and I love that scene. I I I I have the DVD, so sometimes when I feel like it, I'll just put the movie just to watch that scene, and sometimes that scene is so good, I'll just watch the rest of the movie. So. Uh, Dalem for Murder is a really cleverly plotted, tight script, um, really um, great thriller, great suspense. I mean, of course, we, I mean, um, there's a reason why they call the master of suspense. I mean, they call Hitchcock the master of suspense, and uh, and I, I think yeah, it's I think after Vertigo, this might be my favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie. Um, so Dalem for Murder. Um, so, like I said, the premise is um, basically a husband trying to murder his wife, and basically how he does that. Like, and I think it's a sort of um, uh, essay or uh, analysis on if whether a perfect murder exists. Um, I think I think is the question posed um, in the movie because. Um, I mean, I know it's a it's it's a really twisted idea to think about, uh, or to brainstorm around, or to, uh, <laughs> but uh, I guess it's just like I think in a way like, uh, is there a perfect plan, a so-called perfect plan made by man? I guess man with a, a big M. Uh, um, so yeah, dial, dial M for murder. Uh, check it out. It's it's one of my favorite movies. I. For some reason, I find these old movies really charming, and um, yeah, they're great. Um, next one is the first entry of a John Carpenter movie. So John Carpenter is—I uh, love John Carpenter movies. I love John Carpenter as a person. I try to watch uh, his interviews, and um, um, I love so. I think he doesn't get enough credit because he's a great director who has given really so many great movies, entertaining movies, uh, and um, but he's also a great. I mean, he of course I think he does more than that. I think I, I believe he also edits. Uh, but I mean, of course, like people forget that he's also a great music like composer. Like I mean, he's. His themes are iconic. So, uh, and same thing, like when I said I would dial him for murder whenever I have time, I go and watch the scene. Sometimes when I just want to listen to something like a thinking music, uh, I'll just put like Escape from New York's theme. And uh, there's a version on YouTube where he plays it in a live studio, which I really like. Um, so the movie that I'm going, John Carpenter's movie that I'm going to uh, recommend is The Thing. So uh, it's for me, it's one of the best horror fo- horror movies uh, um, of all time for me. Um, the special effects by Rob Bottin are iconic uh, and are are st- they still hold up now? Like uh, I think the, I watched the thing, I think the other day I don't remember. But and I even made a video on Movie Messenger on my YouTube channel <laughs> about comparing like uh, practical effects and CGI. Um, and I sort of mentioned that one of the things that is very eerie or is like really scary in the movie is that the, the fact that they are using these live materials, these, these 
um, uh, these robots or these puppets that have weight, real weight, real, uh, real physics, uh, that it's so disturbing, like the way those... I don't know the the way like for example the those like sometimes like the the some nerves like move that sort of like sort of like the the the, the way the tail of a lizard moves and it's like I don't know it's like really disgusting like or a tail of a, like a rat or something so it sort of creates this in your mind like some associations with your previous <laughs> phobias uh, I have a I don't know for some reason I have a phobia of lizards I I don't know I I, I don't know for some reason when I see a lizard I I, I don't know, I get scared. Um, so, uh, The Thing is a really great movie. Um, it's, all, it's a remake for, like, a lot of people don't know this, but it's a remake of an old... Uh, so it was a remake of an adaptation. So it was a short story first. I think the short story is called Who Goes There? Uh, I forgot the name of the author. It was made into a movie, I believe, in the 1950s, and then... Uh, John Carpenter did it, and you know there's no relation between the two. Like uh, I think I, I guess the, sort of the premise is similar, but John Carpenter's movie is really superior. I, I know I believe they, they they did make a remake. I I bought the DVD, but I never for some for some reason I never had the heart to actually watch it. People criticize it. People say it's not really good, um, but I don't know. I have to watch it. Um, I don't want to judge a movie without watching it. So the thing by John Carpenter's thing is uh, is the next movie recommendation, like a horror movie. Um, so next one, then the movie that I put on the list is. Uh, by the way, I usually was uh, I would usually. Uh, um, uh, uh, like put um, like write the names of the list but okay I'll, I'll do it after I record the podcast um, so the next one is a uh, uh, movie directed by uh, Steven I think it's, I think it was direct, yeah it was directed by Steven Spielberg and produced by Peter Jackson the second the sequel to this was supposed to happen many years ago but i think didn't happen which was supposed to be directed by peter jackson produced by steven spielberg so i don't know they were like collaborating on this which is the the adventures of tintin um i love tintin um i think this movie was i think it was great but i didn't i don't think it was successful i don't think people really liked because i think it was so far removed from what people from the US were used to I guess they were not really familiar with the character they weren't really familiar with the lore but I really enjoyed it and looking at the poster I just noticed that um, Edgar Wright was has co-written the screenplay that's uh, I didn't know that so I'm also learning stuff you guys so um, and I think this in this movie if I remember correctly they combine many of the so if you're familiar with Tintin Tintin was a comic book character that was, it was a Belgian like a lot of people can say that it's French but no it's not uh, I mean it was published in French I believe but uh, the, the creator was from Belgium uh, Hergé uh, and uh, as a matter of fact I did um, I just watched uh, on Curiosity Stream I just watched um, a documentary about Hergé Um and uh, so I think in this story they combined the the the, the storyline of um, Red Rackham's treasure and I think the no not the cigar not the Pharaoh's cigars um, uh, 
um, I forgot the name. I forgot, I forgot the name of the story. Anyway, I'm I'm blanking on the names of the stories from Tintin. I'm uh, sorry. So so Tintin is a really great. I mean, it's a really great adventure movie. Uh, it's a 3D motion capture uh, movie, and uh, um, I don't. There are no. I don't think it is anything that are like stand out to me. Like I mean, Steven Spielberg. I think you can, he can just direct a really great movie with his eyes closed. I guess, but uh, so he's really is a really great movie. Um, uh, one of the things I really love Daniel Craig, and Daniel Craig plays the villain in this one. So of course he he doesn't look like Daniel Craig. I mean because it's motion capture, so they just make him look like another character. Um, so. Uh, I think that those are the things that I remember, and I think I really recommend it. It's a really great movie, really great fun, uh, kid friendly. So if you're, if you want to watch something with your kids, uh, yeah, this is a great movie to watch, and even maybe uh, can introduce you to the world of Tintin, which is great. I think um, I'm I'm sure like in your YouTube you'll find some animated episodes of Tintin. Um, I aspire to create a character like Tintin as a cartoonist. So I wish I had the, uh, <laughs> I wish I was as creative as Elche um, to create a character like Tintin. Um, the next one is, uh, I believe, uh, like one of the most stylish, like really cool movies out there, uh, directed by Win- Nicola Windingreffen. Uh, I believe Nicola Van Den hasn't done a really great movie afterwards, in my opinion. Or not as... He's very stylized. He doesn't really stylized movies, but the core of the, the core um, story doesn't is not really great. So so this one is my favorite movie of his, uh, is Drive, starring Ryan Gosling and Carrie Mulligan. Um, and again, I remember watching, going to the cinema with my friends, watching this movie and coming out and being like, really, I mean, oh, this this is like really, and we would just be talking on the way home and it was really great, uh, really great pacing, really great framing. Like I would say like sort of a lot of things like sort of have a, I, maybe I need to, Maybe I'm like you know biased, but sometimes I would say like it's more of a comic book movie. It's it's a super superhero story in a way, but without there's a superhero story in it. There's a lot of bit of a western in it. Uh, Brian Cranston is in in this movie, so I really love Brian Cranston. Um, the the screen is this really simple story. I think it's a story that was told like you know first by uh, uh, Driver or the Driver by. Um, um, what's the director's name? Hill starts with Hill. Uh, Joe Hill, I think. Um, and it's also sort of a, let's say, like a brother or a cousin to uh, Edgar Wright's Baby Driver, which also. And actually, if you look at Patrick Willems, a YouTuber, the, the YouTuber Patrick Willems uh, video essay, he sort of compares this movie to those movies that I mentioned, and uh, so. Uh, the premise basically is uh, like a like silent driver. Like he doesn't have a name. I think his name is the driver. Um, I'm not sure if it's based on a book, but um, so he's a, like a stunt driver. He also does like he also uh, drives. Uh, he helps people get uh, like away from like police after they steal something. 
So that's how the movie starts. Like one of the most iconic opening shots that gets you hooked into the movie. Like I think you can watch it on YouTube. It's really great. It immediately establishes the character. It shows how talented he is as a driver. Uh, how strate- strategic he is as a driver. And the performance is really subtle. It's really like really great. Um, Oscar Isaac. I think his name is Oscar Isaac, right? Uh, Oscar Isaac is in it. <laughs> he's, I think he's the first ex- my first exposure to Oscar Isaac's performance. I don't know, that guy, I mean that, that actor, Oscar Isaac, whenever he does a character, like that character feels so real. Like it's, uh, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, Drive, um, uh, it, it won the prize of the uh, screenplay, best screenplay prize at Cannes. And uh, it's, uh, it's one of those movies that people uh love um like it's like commercially and critically everybody loves it uh so i i mean i haven't heard any like criticism about the movie um so yeah so go check out nicola rinding raffin's uh drive so the, just a little bit on nicola rinding raffin i i really try to watch all of his movies whenever he uh, makes a movie um, like I said, I haven't. I wasn't really too impressed by the last two movies. I think it was only God Forgives, which he collaborated again with Ryan Gosling and uh, uh, the Neon Demon. Um, I mean, Keanu, Keanu Reeves was in it, so that's good. But <laughs> um, but I was um, I was uh, I, I was introduced to Nicola Winding Raffin when because I watched The Pusher trilogy he did a like i think which is also remade but i haven't watched the remakes uh he made a like a uh, and where i was also exposed to mads mikkelsen for the first time in the pusher trilogy so he's a he's a nikola winningraven is a danish filmmaker so the pusher trilogy is like a danish film and again i was also in this phase at the moment where i was watching a lot of independent films and that was when i discovered pusher and uh, um, so I always try to reverse engineer, which means like watch a movie and then if I, re- I look for the director and then I watch other movies of his director. And then if there is an actor with, who gives a really great performance, I try to watch their movie. So I'm basically like, you know, <laughs> I think I will, you can also use that if you want to sort of uh, um, sort of discover movies. And if you don't know where to start. The next movie is... Um, it's a movie produced by um, Guillermo del Toro, and if I'm if I'm not cre- if I'm not mistaken, it's directed by uh, like I don't know the name of the director, but it's a Spanish horror film called El Orfanato, which I guess means the orphanage. Uh, I I mean I really again I, I've already already talked about the cheap. Um, jump scare uh, tricks and this one I, I believe has a jump scare I don't really remember but it, this movie really like disturbed me like I really loved this movie and hate it in a way because it, <laughs> it had an impact on me and it's I, I really hate horror films I don't watch horror films but I believe I watched this horror film because I think my friends were going to watch it and I didn't want to seem like a <laughs> like a, uh, like a, someone who would not watch it in front of them so i watched it and i really loved it it's it's a i don't i i, I can't tell you the story though because um and 
But I, I vividly remember this scene, which was really well, like impressively shot, where they try to summon the spirits. They have this machine. There's a crew that comes into the house. I don't know. I, that, I remember that vividly. Um, maybe I need to watch it, but not alone. Maybe I need to watch it in broad daylight <laughs> with someone. Uh, that, that's how I watch horror films usually. So El Orfanato um, is a really great film. Uh, horror, if you're in the mood for horror. Um, um, jumping a little bit to uh, South Korea. Um, so, uh, Kim Ji-woon is the director of, um, if I'm not mistaken, again, uh, of Old Boy, which is, I think, uh, like a lot of people's favorite Korean film or, I mean, I mean, at least for me, I think, and it's it's similar for most people, is that the way they got exposed to South Korean film is through Old Boy, um, and and then he released uh, he he released another movie. He made another movie called I Saw the Devil. I remember watching the trailer for this and wanting to absolutely watch it. And again, this was also part of that golden age where I watched or used to watch um, movies in the cinema a lot. I had that unlimited card that I paid 18 euros per month and I would watch like more than five movies a month, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, I was, I was, I was really like, I was, uh, I, I mean, I am, I am still a cinephile, but it's just now, um, the for some reason, movies are so accessible. I don't watch them because I think, I guess you don't, you take it for granted. Um, so I saw the devil is a really great thriller. Again, I'm, I really love psychological thrillers. So it's about basically, uh, guy who kills women and and one of the uh, inspectors or like a detective a police officer's wife gets kidnapped and killed so he goes on this like revenge uh like and and it's a really great revenge movie and it i mean i don't want to spoil it because i do want you to watch it like it's like how obsessive or how far both of these men will go to actually sort of of course, one the the person to take revenge and the other one to sort of escape from that to from his plans, and um, like it's a it's a really great movie again with these hyper violent gory films. There's always this element of like comedy because it's so hyper like you know uh, glorified that it like there is I, mean, I like yeah there is I, I still remember. Uh, there is a last scene at the end where it's you know it's going to something bad is going to happen but also that's at the, at the same time it's really really funny um, and I, I, I think so there was a moment where I tried to find Kim Ji-woon's uh, uh, films because of uh, um, uh, you know what I don't think I'm, I think I'm mistaken I don't think it's old boy I think Kim Ji-woon did the Chaser, which is another like psychological thriller with a guy who likes to kill women, I think yeah. I I don't know. I'm, I'm, I have to I have to uh, check, but I don't want to keep you waiting for. But so a movie recommendation if you feel like watching another South Korean film that you haven't watched and you want a psychological thriller with really violent, great action scenes, watch I Saw the Devil by Kim Ji Woon. Um. So the uh, again, I don't know if I'll go through all the movies. Uh, so I'll just skip to some of them. Um, 
and you know like so we we have time because <laughs> I, you know like so the, the the base or the the the, the idea that sparked the, me to to do this um the series of podcasts of movie recommendations is you know how people say oh i could talk about that for hours so that's basically what i'm trying to prove to myself and to someone and of course as a benefit you get to hear about movies that you may or may not have heard or you might have watched but maybe because someone mentioned it maybe you want to watch it again and get a new perspective sorry I had to get thicker sip of water um look at that we're already in 40 minutes into 4 minutes uh, the next one is um another movie where i so okay I, maybe i might do an episode on this because there was a period where i watch i would watch all the movies in theater i mean all of them most mo- almost all of them and then when i came to bangkok for some reason i i don't know i don't i don't really find a motivation to go um I mean in France I used to go alone so it's not uh, being me being alone the going alone and watching movie but I don't know is this uh, for some reason I don't know why maybe I gotten too old too too lazy so next movie is expand first class um to be completely honest like I know people really love so, I mean especially the first ones I think they people really love expand but I I watched them but I don't really remember I don't I don't think one stands out from the other like for example X-Men 1 2 3 I don't know which one uh I don't know what the story is I know that I know the action scenes in the first one huge the, the action the, the last fight takes place on the top of Statue of Liberty right and maybe the second one is the the one where people really like where um Nightcrawler breaks into the White House uh this that the start the beginning sequence uh and the third one of course i think people don't really like which is which they try to do the dark phoenix storyline from the comic books uh by Chris Claremont um uh i mean i i love the cast but it's just i don't know i i really don't like those movies except this one express first class like i really love this like i don't know this movie is for, i mean i think it was directed by Matthew Vaughn which is it stood apart from uh all the other movies and if you ask me like i i could tell you the story of this movie so it was really i don't know it it it's uh, it has also one of my favorite scenes um uh, you know like the bar scene where uh, michael fassman this character magneto goes to like where he's trying to find um what's the character played by kevin bacon i forgot um uh, comic book fans are screaming at them <laughs> to speak right now uh so uh yeah x-men first class um really great like i don't know a really charming movie um and i think matthew warren he does those things like he i remember there was a talk of uh giving him superman i was like whoa that's that's great that's a really great idea but then let's see what happens with Sue superman but um uh x-men first class uh i watched it with friends i think i watched it twice i went watched it first with a first group of friends and then i wa- watched it again with another group of friends um it was uh it was great and um so the so the it's it basically supposed to show the origin story of uh, how 
um, um, Professor X, played by James McAvoy, and Magneto, um, played by uh, Michael Fassbender, got together and formed the uh, X-Men school, right? the X-Men group. Um, so yeah, so go check that out if you haven't, or I think, I believe it's, I don't know what the situation is with the streaming services, but so this one used to belong to Century Fox, I believe, and now I think Disney bought them, so I guess everybody has to buy a membership at Disney Plus to watch these, watch, watch these movies, at least watch these movies legally, legally. Um, again, that's a, that's another rant, isn't it? Like, like there are so many. Everybody wants your money. Everybody wants your. I mean, including me, but uh, <laughs> everybody wants your, uh, like subscription. Everybody wants your subscription. Like, uh, and then, um, I the only subscription I have now. So I I I took Curiosity Stream just to. I was just. I mean, pun intended. I was just curious about Curiosity Stream. And uh, unfortunately, I'm disappointed. I didn't. I'm. I was looking for like more. I'm always looking for documentaries about cartoonists, and it's really rare to find them. Maybe I don't know why, but I really love to have these things playing when I'm drawing something. And so I'm going to stop the subscription on Curiosity Stream um, and continue my subscription with Netflix, which is the which are the two streaming services I'm subscribed to. Um, uh, so I think, yeah, I think everybody has to, I mean, pretty soon Disney is going to buy everything, I guess. And, uh, so, uh, I don't see the name of the director here for the next movie. Um, but it's the chaser. I think it's Kim Ji-woon, the, the guy I mentioned for I Saw the Devil. Um, so the chaser was, I think, uh, the, the, the series of, films that I watched following Old Boy and you know you watch Old Boy and you're like whoa this is what South Korean cinema is like like I want I want I want more of that and then you try to watch and then so of course you try you <laughs> you don't go for the romantic films or like the uh, you just go for the the basic issue like it's like I guess the way they marketed internationally is like oh you liked Old Boy so check this out this movie is also twisted you know like so um I guess that's the way uh, people marketed um, like South Korean movies. So The Chaser is about uh, a retired cop who became like a, I don't know, I want to say a pimp basically. Like he has some girls working for him and one of the girls goes disappearing. I mean, one of the girls disappears in the beginning of the movie. And uh, so basically he just goes looking for, and this psychopath, uh, basically kidnaps prostitutes and kills them and uh, so the story is, the whole story is like how um, he's going to rescue this woman and, uh, and you have to watch it because it's really of course it's really violent really twisted um, it also has a very like it's very exhausting to watch this movie I'm not I don't mean that in a really bad way like it's a it really wants. It really exhausts you, and it and, and it's really it it's with purpose. Like uh, um, it uh, it sort of drains your energy. So uh, again, uh, if you're not in that mood, if you're not in the mood of watching twisted psychological thrillers, uh, don't watch this movie. But it's a really must see film, and 
again, it's it's one of those films that you have to watch uh, if you really like those types of movies. And the performance, great. I mean, the performance are around great. Uh, there, are, I mean, I don't I don't want to spoil it, but because you know, I was going to mention a scene, but I, I think it would spoil the the movie. So let's let's move on to the next one. So the Chaser. Um, I don't know the name of the director. Um, wait, um, let me let me just look. Uh, like I, I should have prepared this. Like I should have been more prepared for this kind of uh, uh, thing. But um, I'll just because I'm also curious whether Kim Ji Woon was the director that also directed the Chaser. I mean, is that why? I, and I think he did. Um, like they, he did the Chaser. And then I think he did another one called The Murderer, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, so, so this one is uh, The Chaser. And The Chaser is directed by... Oh, okay, Hong Jin Na. Okay, so it's... Uh, Different director. Sorry, I don't know why um, I was. Just, I, I I thought they were directed by the same person. Anyway, um, Chaser is a movie from two thousand eight. Um, go check that out. Um, what's next? Oh, so the next movie is uh, I believe. I mean, if I hope I'm mistaken, it's a Hong Kong film. Of course, uh, people discovered it. I think people discovered it even before Martin Scorsese did the remake. So. Martin Scorsese did The Departed, and it's based on Infernal Affairs. And here I have the... So I've seen the first movie. I, I believe there is a trilogy, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know how many movies there are. There, there are. But um, uh, Infernal Affairs is a really great, I think, crime thriller. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure someone in the YouTube has done the comparison between Martin Scorsese, Departed, and Infernal Affairs, but... Uh, I think Infinite Affairs is a superior movie, uh, to be completely honest, because maybe because I don't know the the the, the actors. Um, I might know one of the actors uh, from Wong Kar Wai movies, but um, for some reason when there are big stars like Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, and Jack Nicholson in a movie, like sometimes their performance sort of I feel like overshadows the the whole idea of the film. Um, so I would, yeah, I, I really love Infernal Affairs. I think I have to watch. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just. This is, these are just notes to myself, which is I need to watch these movies again because um, I haven't seen them in a long time. I mean, even I, I, <laughs> I haven't eaten lunch yet, and. Um, I'm starting to uh, get hungry. So uh, I think, yeah, we, we still have 10 minutes left. So let's go through. So Infernal Affairs, let's go to another one. Okay, next one, another Danush movie. So the actor, Indian actor that I mentioned earlier. Uh, again, this is the movie that he won the uh, sort of Indian version of the Oscar, if you want to make the, I mean, I'm sure people will hate me for saying this, but um, Adikalam, which is a movie starring Danush and uh, the director Vetri Maran. Vetri Maran is... Uh, also a really great director to follow. He just did a really big epic called Vada Chennai, which I need to watch. Um, like It's like a gangster story which takes place in India. And um, so um, 
Yeah, I mean, Adukalam basically the premise is it's about a, 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 a guy. Let me try to remember this. Uh, try to remember this. Yes, it's basically a guy. Um, so the main character played by Danush um, is like he's a, he works for a like a boss who does cockfights um, and um, I believe it's one of those stories where the the apprentice tries to become the master and then the master gets jealous and so it's the what the rivalry that comes from the, those uh, decisions and uh, it's a really grounded sort of realistic um, of course really well performed movie uh, and you also get this again well, my brother used to make this criticism about um, and I, I mean there was a moment where all the movies from the north which are, which you know as Bollywood like we we call them like Hindi movies because they are in Hindi like which is a, one of the languages in India and our movies are Tamil movies so Tamil is another language in the south of India so um my brother would always criticize like oh like their movies are not depicting the real life of Indians uh, like you know like they would always show these actors uh, um, like driving Ferraris and living in the United States and they uh, so I mean I think that has changed because I think as I think uh, um, I've said it I think in one of my videos on YouTube on Movie Messenger on my YouTube channel which is um, Indian cinema is switching from a star, like star obsessed or star based uh, storytelling to like a basically a story based um, like medium. Uh, like so, the, the 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 story is the most important thing, and then the characters are serving the story, and the, even the great actors are uh, sort of playing, you know, like a character. Not not they are not playing the. Um, like almost like a, another version of themselves. Like uh, there are there are parallels to be drawn. I think if I have to compare or if I have to explain to you how the heroism or the how the heroes, the actors are perceived in Tamil cinema and the South Indian cinema is almost like comic book characters. Like you know, you have Batman, you have Superman, right? So Batman actually. He might do different things in different stories, but he's as a character, he's like sort of always the same. So there is a consistency because otherwise the fans won't accept. They will just say, "Oh, that's not Batman." So, in a way, I believe like the Indian heroes are also perceived in that way, where they're, they, I mean, for a long time their characters were quite similar from movie to movie. Of course, they'll be in different stories. They'll be doing different things. Uh, uh, but sort of yeah, and and now it's 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 changing because those even those big actors are trying to do different roles. No, not all of them, of course, but um, I think it's a really healthy way for Indian cinema. So I just wanted to say that point. So so go check out Danush's and I mean Danush as is starring, and it's a movie directed by Vitri Maran called Adgalam. Um Again, I'll put these the names and the dates in the description. So try to find them. To be completely honest, when you want, if you want to watch Indian movies, I don't know if there's a Netflix equivalent of that in India, or in Netflix there are a few Indian movies. So maybe I might do a edition or an episode on Indian movies on Netflix. 
but the problem with the, the collection of Netflix is that I I have a I, I live in Bangkok, Thailand, so I have an account that I created here in Bangkok, Thailand. So um, my collection might be different from yours. So, for example, if you're living in India, of course, your collection, the, the movies you have, Indian movies you have in your collection will be higher than what I have on Netflix. So, yeah, it, this is going to, maybe I can collaborate with a friend. Let me, let me, let me check on that. Let me take note of that. So, yeah, uh, let's go to the next one. Um, so, the next movie is, uh, again, one of the movies that I watched during the golden age of when I was going to the cinema in France. It's called The Adjustment Bureau. And I think this is where my crush over Emily Blunt started. <laughs> She's really charming, and and Matt Damon and Emily Blunt are really great in this. It's one of those movies. I mean, it's a, it's a the concept is really interesting. I don't think it did anything interesting with it. It was trying to be like sort of a sci-fi romantic movie. Uh, another one that comes to mind is two two thousand forty six by Wong Kar Wai. Um, I don't know. Maybe that, yeah. It's it's maybe it's really difficult to do sci-fi and romance in the same. Uh, but but I remember like it was really, um, sort of a Twilight Zone Twilight Zone vibes, uh, Twilight Zone episodes vibes in the movie, and it was. Uh, I mean, it was a fine movie. Like again, like I said with Moneyball, um, it was a fine movie. But if you ask me to sort of tell you what happens in the story i don't know it's pretty predictable so i mean i would recommend it if you want to watch and if you want to watch the chemistry between matt damon and emily blunt but uh, otherwise i don't think it's a really interesting movie to be honest uh, next one is a performance driven a movie that christian bale won an oscar for it's the fighter so it's uh, mark Wahlberg, christian bale and amy adams um, I always forget the name of the director. Is, is it Michael? No, T. Michael Russell. Or Michael T. I, I, I don't know. But is, there's something, there's a Russell. I know there's Russell in in his name. Um, it, again, it, this is based also, if you like sports, uh, I think this is, I really love this movie. Like, I'm, I'm not really into boxing, but I really loved this movie because, I mean, Christian Bale clearly is a standout. Like, he has done... Like he has, he, just, he has given just a really great performance, and I, I believe he did this between the Batman movies. So he basically put on weight to be, play Batman, and then he lost all the weight to play this character, and then put on back weight to play to to finish the Batman trilogy, Dark Knight Rises. If I'm not so, he's 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 dedicated. He's crazy. Um, it's a really great film. Um, I think a lot of people confuse it with Fighter. I think there is a movie called Fighter, which is uh, starring Tom Hardy and uh, um, what's his name. Anyway, so the Fighter from 2010 is, uh, you know, so, uh, so ah, sorry, David O. Russell. Okay. Oh, I don't know why I was. David O. Russell's, directed by David O. Russell. Um, it's a really great movie, really great um because I think a lot of like boxing films don't actually they all they they try to focus on the fight, but actually this one is really great because it focuses on the family relationships. Um, and since it's based on like a true story, um, it's really shot in a 
really realistic, interesting way. I think, I, I mean, again, I don't know how much of a mark of a good movie it is because I, I don't remember the story, but it's... No, I, I, I do remember the story in a way. Um, but it's, it's a really great movie. I don't know what else to say. I keep repeating the, what I said. But um, uh, I, I think I watched... I watched it like just once, so maybe I have to watch it to sort of get. Um, but and and Christian Bale, he's like he gives this performance where he's actually charming and funny, but also really destructive to the character of Wal- Mark Wahlberg. Um, and uh, uh, and <laughs> there's also really great chemistry between them two, and uh, they they play brothers. And as as a guy who has an older brother. Uh, I mean, he's, he's not—he's not like <laughs> his character, but I don't know. I always connect with these movies that show brother uh, relationships. Um, so yeah, go check that out. And I think that will be the last movie for this episode uh, because we just hit the one-hour mark. Um, I'll continue from there. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you got something out of it. Uh, don't forget to go check out my all the links in the description, uh, my meetup group, my YouTube channel, Sketchman Draws, my Instagram account where for to, to read comic strips, uh, comics by Boris. Um, and, uh, of course, if you like this uh, podcast and if you want to suggest something, like suggest me to like an idea for episodes or um, if you want to comment on some movies that I mentioned, Uh, please do so please follow and like and share with your friends and uh, this is boris for art is is podcast uh, signing off